Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to another episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Today we have my very good friend Perry Collins on from Collins Digital Media. Let me read her bio here. Perry Collins designed her first website in 1989 and hasn't stopped since. At Collins Digital Media, she helps small businesses take their first steps into digital marketing. She has a unique gift for taking highly technical information and making it easy for non-tech people to understand. Perry started her digital career working in the media industry. So far, she has a first-hand experience on how to maximize digital content to reach people. She has a degree in journalism from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University. And fun fact, she loves to travel and has been to over 14 countries so far. And she grew up in rural Texas in a town of 464 people. <laughs> So, welcome to the show, Perry. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So, today we're going to be talking with her about 10 ways to level up your basic website. So, Perry, step one, what do we do? Okay, well, this is the most uh, number one biggest request I get, and that is how to make your website faster. And uh, believe it or not, you know, you want to put a lot of photos, you want to do videos, all that stuff is going to slow down your website. So the number one thing you want to do is speed it up. So you want to know how do you do that? So let me tell you about one of my favorite tools. Um, it's a website and it's tools.pingdom.com. I don't know. Should I spell that out for you? No, we'll put, we'll put it in our show notes. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, tools.pingdom.com, you punch in the URL of your website and it will tell you exactly what is slowing down your website so then you can go in and adjust it. It's totally free, super easy. So that would be my number one tip is to, in order to speed it up, go to tools.pingdom.com and punch in your URL and it will tell you what to fix. Okay, so what are some of the things that usually make your website slow and why? Okay, well, uh, half the time it's your site and half the time it's your host. If it's your site... Um, it's going to be like super large images that are not optimized for the correct size. It's going to be, um, there's a lot of like JavaScript and different codes running in the background. It might be um, too many plugins. So if you're on WordPress, for example, and you have over 25 or 30 plugins, you're going to start noticing uh, your site slowing down. And if it's your host, um, then that would be like uh, DreamHost or GoDaddy or SiteGround or whoever you're hosting your website with is not utilizing their resources in the best way to maximize your site, in which case you're just going to want to look for another host. Awesome. So usually things like images like you're talking about, it's just a matter of they're just using like that really high print image and they should be using an right. uh, image that's formatted for web. Correct. Awesome. Well, that's a good thing to know because I'm sure a lot of people make that mistake. They just think a picture is a picture. So... It's good to know that that's one of the big reasons that people have that issue. So what's next? Okay, uh, well, another tip I have is to simplify things. So we've all been to those websites that as soon as you get like on the site, there's like 50 million pop-ups. There's like ads in like columns all over the website. You don't want that to be you. You want to make it as simple as possible for people to get on your site, find what they need, find out what you do, find out who your target customer is, 
and if you're fit to stay on your site or leave if you're not. And so you want to make sure you don't have all those distracting things. You don't have like two or three sidebars. You don't have like multiple levels of menus. You want to keep it as simple as possible. You only have a few seconds to capture people's attention. So you don't want them to spend it trying to figure out what to click on. You want to make it as easy as possible. So a simplified website, what do you advise people to have? Like what's the first thing someone should see when they go to a business's website? Well, it really depends on your business. I am personally drawn to images, um, but it could also be text, but it should be something that tells what your business is in just a few seconds, whether it's your tagline or it's an introduction or it's a picture of your staff or your building or whatever your business is. People should be able to understand almost instantly what it is that you do, like the gist of your business. Awesome. Okay. So, what's next? Okay, well, speaking of images, um, you definitely want to use better images. Oh my gosh, everyone seems to go to the same stock image websites to get their images. And I feel like I see them over and over again. They Once that happens, they don't impact you as much. If you can afford it, I would say get a branding photography package and have a professional help you with your branding images. But if you can't, I would say be more selective about the images that you use on your website. Again, make sure that they're sized right, but make sure they really reflect like your brand, your tone and voice, your style. Are all your photos like bright and colorful? For example, if you worked with kids, you would want a bunch of bright, colorful photos. If you're kind of like a moody, dramatic artist, then you want your photos to reflect that. If you're business has to do with families, show some pictures of families, you know. If your website is like a classy drinking establishment, then you want to you want your photos to reflect that. So just use better images. Don't use clip art um, and hire a professional to help you if you can. I remember that when we did that for all on one site, uh, I had gotten this exact advice from you and I actually did a lifestyle shoot with a photographer. She came to my house and we spent a few hours and I changed my outfit a couple times and all kinds of stuff. And I was able to really capture the essence of what we do for our business and put it up on our site. And I got a really great response from that because it wasn't boring stock photos where people were just like fake smiling, but it was, and you know, just superposed and forced. It was actually very natural and because I'm a total goofball, a lot of my images are super <laughs> goofy. It really, yeah, but they're us, you and. They reflect you and they look really great. It, you can look at that image and know pretty much the gist of what it is you can offer people and what kind of person you are to work with just by looking at a few of the images on your site. Yeah, I really just want, I think the images are really important for bringing out the personality of your business and through your website. And I'm pretty sure that the website's there to do besides be a form of contact. <laughs> <laughs> So um, let me tell you about another tip, and um, that's to make it easy to contact you. Like some people only have like one contact form on their site, and it's like hidden away and hard to find. When people want to do business with you, they want to connect with you immediately. So put your email address on there or put a link to your form on every page of your site. Um, make sure it's in your menu if you have social media outlets and you want people to connect with you there, make sure those are easy to find and visible on your website. So put them like in the header, the footer, like someplace where they stand out. Don't hide those things because you want to you stay in touch with your, 
with your potential customers and build that relationship over time. And these are the ways they can connect with you. What are your thoughts and like the little like pop-up icons that show up in like the bottom right-hand corner of websites? It's like, hi, how can I help you? Or did you know this happened? It's like a picture of the person and all that. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, have you found it to be helpful? Do you think it's annoying? Like, what, what do you think? Um, well, again, it just depends on your site and your customers. Like I'm pretty tech savvy. And when I go to a site, I know what I'm looking for. So they kind of annoy me, but maybe your customer is not super tech savvy. Maybe this is your way to direct them to what you want them to do next or what you want them to learn about your company. Then I say, keep them. Um, as long as it's not slowing down your site, if it's a benefit, absolutely keep it. I would say test it out for a few months, see if it works or if it doesn't. And that's probably my answer for everything is that it depends, test it out, see what works for you. <laughs> that's very vague, but I get what you're talking about. <laughs> testing, right, well, is, testing is the bane of the marketing, marketing existence because it's a lot of spending on the unknown. <laughs> but then you know, and so maybe that knowledge was worth it. And that is true. That is true. So what's, what, what's the next step? Um, so the next step I would say is to make sure that your website is mobile, whether you have a mobile app or that your site is mobile friendly or mobile responsive, or you have a totally different mobile site. Over 80% of the world now connects to the internet with a mobile device. If your site's not mobile, you're going to be left out. So I would definitely say if you if you work with WordPress or Drupal or Joomla, there are plugins that can help make your site more like mobile friendly. If you don't, um, there are some other tools that you can use to make your website mobile friendly. And um, one of them is Mobi Ready, and it's uh, ready.mobi, M-O-B-I, that's the uh, website URL. And they have a step-by-step -step instruction guide on how to make your website more mobile responsive. So um, if you can't afford a professional, you can always do it yourself. But any steps that you can take towards making your website um, easier to see on a mobile device is just going to benefit you in the long run. What are, some, what are some things that people should do to make their website different for mobile versus desktop? Or is there really anything that does need to be different? Should it flow the same? Should there be something different on top? I mean, what what is there? Does there need to be any differences or things that should be done for that? Well, I would say um, the first thing is definitely speed. Again, back to the speed. You want to make sure that it will load quickly on a mobile device. That's why speed is so important. Most people don't have a separate mobile site and desktop site. For most people, it's one site that's going to be responsive, which means you can view it on mobile. So that's why things like speed, um, image optimization, and things like that are so important. Um, other things people can do is definitely pare down the clutter, like we already discussed. When you have multiple items like sidebars and pop-ups, those don't translate well to uh, a mobile setting. Um, so that's why you definitely want to keep those to a minimum as well. Awesome. So another great tip, especially for content creators, is to have a search box on your website. So if you're like blogging or podcasting or you have a video, something where you're creating a lot of content for people to consume, you definitely want a search box. Google search will provide you with a free search box on your website. But if you're using like WordPress uh, or another content management system, they usually already have one included. Just make sure yours is visible. 
Okay. Why uh, is it that, you know, a search box is helpful for for users coming to your site? So that they can find the information they're looking for quickly. Um, again, you only have a few seconds to capture their attention. If they don't find what they're looking for, they are out. So you want to make it as easy as possible for them to find what they need. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Also, uh, another thing you want to do with your website, especially if you've had it for a while, is make sure that you do regular maintenance on your website. The majority of the websites I build are on WordPress. And what I like to tell people is you want to make sure it's backed up. You want to make sure you have some kind of um, security on there for hackers and spammers. And you also want to make sure that you are checking for any errors and make sure, making sure that all of your um, software is up to date. So if you're using WordPress, you're going to want to make sure WordPress is up to date and all your plugins are up to date. Okay. Are there instructions for the not-so-tech-savvy people, like, on how to do this? Does WordPress help with that? Like, how, I mean, you said a lot of things, and I don't even know how to do <laughs> most of them, so. Okay, well, um, WordPress is kind of a figure-it-out-yourself kind of system, as are most of the content management systems. Um, there's a lot of tutorials online, and I will be happy to provide you with a link to some of those for your resources. Um, but there... I, there's no like clear-cut guidelines from those companies. I have learned through experience there are certain like um, companies that are better than others. So one of my favorite companies, for example, to do um, like scans on your website and make sure that there's no like hacking going on is Securi. I don't know if you've ever used Securi, um, but they have a free scan on their site where they will scan your website and let you know immediately if there's a problem or you can buy their software and they will scan it constantly and alert you the minute there's something wrong and they will clean up your website for you if like some Russian hacker is putting Viagra ads all over your stuff. To be honest, you probably want to get some help from a professional or we can provide you with some resources uh, on your website so that listeners can uh, check it out and get that list. Awesome. Okay, so we've gone over seven things. Just to recap, speed it up, keep it simple, uh, use better images for your site, make it easy to contact you. Make it mobile, add a search box, and maintain it. What else is there for our list of 10? Okay, um, just three more things. So I would say make sure you know your analytics. And analytics oh. are, oh no, don't make that face. Analytics are great. People think it's just like this big, massive amount of data, but it's not. It's good knowledge for you to understand who's coming to your site. What are they looking for? What are they staying for? That kind of information is just going to help you grow your business. So you definitely want to take a look at that on a regular basis. I would say set aside a little bit of time every month to look into that stuff. So for analytics, is there um, any resources that you think people can go to to understand what they're looking at better when they're looking at their analytics? Because it's pretty confusing. Even me and all of my techie glory looks at my analytics sometimes and I'm just like, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, especially if you're with Google Analytics, which is pretty much the gold standard in analytics packages. Um, I would go to a website called Moz, M-O-Z dot com. They have an excellent guide to analytics for beginners. Um, and their entire blog is about reading analytics and understanding analytics. 
So um, I would definitely check them out. They are one of my absolute favorites. And then another favorite of mine um, is called Kiss Metrics. And they really just talk about metrics as a whole, but they have a lot of free resources on how to understand what it is you're reading about. Okay, awesome. All right, so what's number nine? All right, number nine is um, make certain what you're saying on your website in your text is very clear. So let me tell you a story. I recently applied for a position, um, and the person who interviewed me sent me an email back, and I could not make heads or tails out of this email. Were they saying that I wasn't hired, or were they saying that I was hired, or were they saying that I needed more time? It's because the message wasn't very clear. And so you want to take a good, hard look at your website from the viewpoint of your clients and customers and make sure that what you're telling them is very clear, like the kind of customer you're looking for, exactly what you're offering, and how they can get more information So here's another example. I recently touched base with a client who did something called executive function coaching. And nowhere on her website did it say what that meant. I like had never heard it. Um, And when people are searching for the services you provide and they can't find you, that's just customers that you're missing out on. So I would say be as crystal clear as possible in your text and in the copy on your website. Like, try not to use too much jargon. If you have to, make sure you explain it uh, because Google is going to pick up on that. And when people are searching for it, if there is an explanation about what you do in plain English, people are going to be more inclined to find that. So on, on the topic of Google, so do we need to put, like, if you're trying to to rank for certain keywords, like if you're a dentist, like, when you do, like, Scottsdale Dentist, put that in the text a million times, like, It doesn't have to be a million times, but it does have to be at least once. So, again, if you're like a dentist, you definitely want to put your service area. Are you Scottsdale? Are you Mesa? Are you Milwaukee? You know, you want to put what you do. Are you just um, like extractions only or do you do orthodontics? You absolutely want those broad keywords in your text somewhere, but they don't have to be in there a million times. Once or twice is fine. I'm sure that they should naturally flow, right? They shouldn't just be placed in there to be placed in there. Right. No, you definitely want to make sure that you're writing for human readers. So you don't want to just throw a bunch of random words places. You do want to have maybe like an introduction paragraph like, hey, I'm an orthopedic surgeon specializing in infants in, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona, or something like that. It doesn't have to be complicated. As a matter of fact, the simpler, the better. But you you definitely want to include some of those words and phrases in your copy. Awesome. All right. One more. What's left? Okay. What's left? Last thing is, is that um, you should definitely educate your website visitors. Um, And by educate, I mean, give them some information that they can that they can take with them and learn from. Teach them something. Show them something. So whether you're doing a blog and you're educating them about the company and your services, whether it's the community, if you are a real estate agent, are you talking about, you know, the, the area that you sell homes in? If you're a lawyer, are you talking about, you know, um, frequently asked questions? If you're a web designer, are you offering people maybe a list of, uh, ways to make sure they have the best SEO? 
you definitely want to educate them some way, whether it's an ebook, a video, a blog, or something like that. And here's a bonus tip for you. This is called lead generation when you offer something to somebody in exchange for their email address. So then you're able to build a relationship with these customers on email. So you might develop a book on maybe the best ways to market to military people using social media and offer that to people who are interested in that kind of thing in exchange for their email address. Um, you can do this with a pop-up, although I would not recommend too many pop-ups. I would say use one and use it sparingly. Um, or you can put some kind of call to action at the bottom of all your blog posts or on your website somewhere. Awesome. So just to recap again for our listeners, we want to make sure that we speed it up, simplify, use better images, preferably ones that tell your story, make it easy to contact you, make it mobile friendly, add a search box, maintain your website, know and understand your analytics, make sure it's clear in your text what you do, and educate your audience with the bonus tip of include an opt-in of some kind on your site. Correct. Oh, wow, you got them all. I did. Hey, listen. (laughs) (laughs) You're Um, awesome, Desiree. Do you have any other questions for me? Yes. How can people find you, get a hold of you, and follow you, and stalk you incessantly on the Internet? (laughs) Um, You're welcome to go to my website, collinsdigitalmedia.com. Um, find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Collins Digital, um, or stalk me on Twitter at Perry Collins. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Perry. I hope that this is helpful for our audience with helping them really revamp their website so that they can be ready for everything that they have ahead of them. And as things continue to change in the internet, because, you know, it's always changing, that this will help them stay relevant and keep up with what's happening. So, Until next time, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All-in-One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.